Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, or in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine, grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet... Get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. Lauren, it's your girl, Sapphire, back with another episode. And you know what? Again, it just feels so good to be back with all the earbuds, bringing good content to all the masses, especially after these fucking stripes. I mean, SAG needs to still get their shit together. But it's good to be back and connecting with folks like my next guest. Now, first of all, I just read her book and oh my God. First of all, the name of the book is called Granny Panties, How I Made a Fortune Selling My Worn uh, worn Undies, which you can get now on Amazon physically and digitally, correct? Yes. Yes. And my guest's name is Ruby Lynn, a 55-year-old MILF, GILF, whatever you want to call her. 56. 56? Yes. Oh, <laughs> lady, I need that updated number. But you know what? 56 never looks so damn good. I have to say that. And I got to say, you are about to pop my cherry as far as what we're getting into tonight. Because I've never had an adult star, you know, sex worker selling panties talking about selling their panties and all their dirty laundry yay so it's the first we're popping cherries tonight over here <laughs> but, um gosh i there's so much i want to ask her there's so much i want to dive into so without further ado welcome everybody ruby lynn there we go there we go welcome welcome thank you to meet you. I am too. I mean, my goodness. First of all, you had to travel down the dark, long <laughs> driveway of hell. Thank you. Thank you for putting up with that and, and not thinking that, you know, we're about to murder you. I know that you are now in Terror Manor, which is life in our house. Um, yes, the decor is all creepy 24 7. I love it. Not just for Halloween. So, <laughs> yeah, welcome. You went from darkness to now creepiness. Who knows what's going to happen now? I don't scare easy. I think that's good. Really? I'm just trucking around out in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a trooper. I really appreciate it. Oh, my goodness. Let's, let's get started on this. I know probably a lot of people are like, how the fuck do you go from being a social worker to now just sexually liberated? selling panties selling sexual freedom and liberation if you will like how how do you make that transition ah, you know it's it just happened I think um, also being in the swing lifestyle for mm-hmm. about 15 years so I was always kind of you know uber sexual anyway and adventurous and yeah just one day I was scrolling Facebook came across a group called Starlet's Chambers mm-hmm. and joined that group and it was it's just women and it's kind of like women supporting women and some ladies were talking about selling their worn panties and making all this money i'm like sign me up <laughs> i gotta say it's funny i've made this observation now that i've 
gone into like now 15 years in both the radio and adult industry, working behind the scenes, I've actually kind of noticed a lot of women like yourself have gone from being like caretakers, social workers, mm-hmm. teachers, nurturing lifestyles, and now you're in the adult industry also taking care of lives. Because yes, sex work, y'all, is work, but it's also a lot of self-care. Yes. It's a lot of self-care. Like being a therapist, too. Yes. Free therapy, if you will, you know, with limitations, I guess. Right. Yeah, not exactly free. Like, yes, you're paying for a service, but if you think about it, you offer more than just, like, sexual fantasies. And that's what I loved about what you were indicating in the book. You really broke it down to not just talking about, hey, I sell, you know, my used panties, but I'm also offering a service of intimacy that my clients may or may not have. Correct. And I love that. Absolutely love that. Like, literally, I'm flipping through, and it's a short read, but y'all, like, I felt like you were talking directly to me just over coffee or something. Awesome. That's what I wanted. I wanted it to also be a little bit Mm tongue-in-cheek, you know, and I wanted it to make people smile. (laughs) (laughs) So many times. And I love how you just, like, you went out in the open, like, I, too, am in the lifestyle. I'm polyamorous mm-hmm. going to I do a lot of swinger parties me and my partner he's actually downstairs playing D&D but we just got engaged I'm not wearing my ring right now because I went to shower thank you but um I love how you and even your husband mm-hmm. you know kind of entered this lifestyle together yes that is amazing that how supportive he is of you for that Yes, I'm very lucky. Um, The first time I gave it a go in Mm -hmm. the fall of 2019, I didn't really bring him along with me. And so I wasn't successful. I just, it just didn't take off. So I deleted my account, you know, put it away. It's like I I sold maybe a few pairs of panties. And then we went on vacation and I'm like, I really want to travel more. But you're a mechanic. I'm a social worker. We're not rich by any means. Mm-hmm. How are we going to afford vacations that cost like $5,000? I want to go to Europe or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, I was like, let's team up. I need you to be like the photographer. You learn all this stuff. And then, you know, I'll do the rest. I, again, <laughs> whenever I hear about couples being able to not only just support each other, but also like get to work with each other, because let's face it. It's not easy bringing your partner into things. No. It's not. And especially being a female in, let's face it, a very female-dominated industry. Yes. Regardless of what people think, yes, there's more male porn consumers, mm-hmm. but the women are the ones that are selling the most. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the one industry where women can actually earn more than men. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's very empowering. What made you go from just straight into lingerie and nothing else? And, like, I know you've made the transition from not just selling, you know, used panties, Mm -hmm. but you've also done, you know, cam work. Yes. So do you find it kind of difficult sometimes connecting with your fans versus, like, being on camera versus selling the panties? Like, which one do you find is the most intimate? Oh boy, I think they're all intimate, mm-hmm. um, depending on what the fan wants. So, you know, a, there's a certain person that wants to purchase those panties, you know, and have that level. And then there's cam, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's content because I also film content with other male and female creators. Mm-hmm. And my husband's my uh, camera guy, so that's 
Oh, let's get into this, yeah. please. He's my camera guy. Oh, my God. Okay. I always like to, like, when I get couples and, you know, folks like yourself that have their, you know, significant other a part of the action, mm-hmm. like, do you ever feel a sense of jealousy? Because let's face it, in the lifestyle, adult industry, jealousy happens. It does. I don't have any jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I don't think he does. Mm-hmm. I think... At some point, maybe, you know, it's a lot, you know, to film your wife yeah. just fucking all these people <laughs> all I was the say, time. Is it kind of like a form of cuckolding? Because, listen, I feel like cuckolding lately has just been, like, on everybody's, and like, he, tongue. And he is so not a cuck at all. He's very <laughs> alpha. But, you know, um, I think in the beginning... It might have been, there mm-hmm. might have been some trepidation, but we were also in the swing lifestyle. So he was used to seeing me with other people. I love that. And now we're making money at it. Hey. And the funny thing is, is we don't really, we, well, we don't participate in the swing lifestyle anymore because, you know, we're only going to be with people that are tested. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're going to fuck you, we want you to sign paperwork and we're going to sell it. I love that. <laughs> no, you know what? Thank you for clarifying that because I think people have this like, mindset that if you're in the adult industry you just want to fuck anything that walks oh gosh yeah like you know it doesn't matter if it's a fan it doesn't matter if it's you know just somebody walking on the street it's not that easy no it's it's not not. that easy it's not and in fact uh we both came out to our primary care provider wow you know this year um and you know she she was like well if you ever need any you know, tests ordered or anything. She was very uh, supportive and excited for us. And she said, but however, the tests that you're getting are far more than what we even would offer you. I'm so glad you just said that because I've been telling people for years, shout out to the Monab. Um, Moan is a very sex positive space. It's kind of like clubhouse. Okay. We don't like to say it as clubhouse, but it really is amazing when you can bring a bunch of kinksters and sex enthusiasts into a space where they're not going to be judged, Instagram, um, yeah. Twitter, or X, whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> um, and, and just talk freely about this. And right. I do tell people, I'm like, if you're ever going to have a chance to fuck someone in the adult industry, chances are you're going to have the best yes. and safest sex possible Yep. because of the fact of how well we get tested often. Right. Right. It's crazy. Isn't it insane how many tests we get in yes. the industry versus how much less they get at a regular primary care? It's very true. In fact, we still attend the local swingers meet and greets because we've known the people for, mm-hmm. you know, 10, 15 years. And we love meeting new people. And a conversation came up. This is a couple months ago about testing. And there were some people that we see every month at the meet and greet and just chatting with them. And I think they'd really like to get us behind closed doors and. <laughs> And I said, so how often do you and your husband get tested? And she goes, oh, we got tested in January. And I said, uh, it's August. <laughs> you technically, you know, at least quarterly, but more. I'm yeah. like, you know, so it's very interesting now to, to kind of analyze mm-hmm. that lifestyle too. And I mean, any sexual act comes with risk, even as performers. Yes. You know, the, the the recent MGen stuff. And I mean, there's just new things coming out all the time. Exactly. But it's like, we've waited eight months. Yeah. No, that's a red flag. It's yeah, a red flag on the for play sure. for sure. And, you know, even now because of COVID, you would think mm-hmm. that 
people coming out of it and now getting back into the lifestyle, whatever they're doing, right? They would want to get tested, right? You know, I don't take I don't take it lightly at all. Mm-hmm. I don't care how fine you are. I don't care how involved right. we're at. <laughs> I mean, we could be like right about to get down and dirty, and I will say. Can I see your papers? Right. Oh, I don't have any. Why not? Well, I was monogamous. You know, I, I haven't dated anybody. in the. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> right. Because some of these things can harbor for mm-hmm. years, you know. But, yeah. So it comes with it. It, it comes, comes with, the with it. Let's get into the dirty panties. First of all, there's yes. so many quotes from this book. <laughs> I made notes, y'all. Okay. I love it. Um, first of all, again, like, I'm not going to even lie. Um, I've read a lot of, like, memoirs. Mm-hmm. From adult stars. Never have I found so many quotables. Oh. I mean, look at this. I I mean, I'm awesome. just yes, look at quotables. All those colors. <laughs> uh, yes, it's crazy. But um, one thing that really resonated, I loved how you talked about this one client that you had. So mm-hmm. you said another man was married to a woman who was disabled and not able to have sex in any way, and my panties kept their marriage going. All they were they all they are seeking is intimacy and feeling free to be vulnerable. First of all, vulnerability does fucking matter in sexual yes. relationships. Yes. And the fact that you as a service provider, because that's what you are doing, you are providing a service. Yes, it's sex. But you also just helped a couple overcome a hurdle. Yeah, that that client um, was amazing. Mm-hmm. And he was older, too. So right. like in his 60s and to the point where his wife was so disabled, like they didn't even sleep together, you know. Wow. Because she had to have like a hospital bed type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he would buy my um, panties, my bras, that kind of thing. And I think he also had a little bit of a kink for cross dressing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he would put those on at night just to feel close to somebody and have that female scent or that smell because he would say, spritz them with a little perfume too. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What would you say is, like, the most fulfilling for you when you're providing these services to your clients? I think the the thing that I like the best is knowing that they're getting pleasure from it or it's bringing them some sort of pleasure that they aren't able to experience anywhere else. Mm. You know, a huge percentage of my panty buyers are married, you know, or they just, they're not dating or, you know, that. They just want that. I have a guy right now in on the East Coast who buys all my leggings, pantyhose, mm-hmm. panties. So I'm literally shipping like the priority mailboxes to him like every other week. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> he's got me booked for like a month. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. What has been some of the most outrageous requests? Oh boy, the most outrageous has to do with scat Mm -hmm. you know um i talked about it in the book i did one clip and for a guy who was also in a wheelchair you know he was also disabled and that was his kink anything to do with that and i tried it once he offered me a lot of money and i i mean no no kink shame but that was wild yeah i'm i'm glad that you talked about you know limitations too like you made it very clear that you tell clients, no, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. No, I'm not going to put, you know, this in my holes. Right. <laughs> I, I love how you put your priority first because let's face it, there are a lot of sex workers, more than ever now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to call them faux. I don't want to call them amateur, but they just are a little naive. 
Right. You right. know, they see the dollar signs and they don't see anything else. Mm-hmm. And I love how in the book you really do indicate, you know, that this is a an intimate transaction, but this is also like an intimate relationship. Right. You know, right. and there's mutual respect and boundaries being made. And, you know, in the beginning, I didn't know what my boundaries were exactly. So I was willing to, mm-hmm. you know, try it. Right. And then it was like, okay, tried it once, not for me. <laughs> And I love that. Again, it's like, yeah, you, you, yes, you do have to put the money, you know, as a priority, Mm -hmm. but you also have to put yourself at safety too. Right. It's like, right. You know, you want to keep going. Yeah. But you actually put that as a safety precaution. I'm like, "Mm, not my thing. (laughs) Not my thing. thing. (laughs) Also folks, it's just kind of like your regular sex life. You know, you can try it once. You don't have to do it again. Right. You know, push your boundaries, do what you need to do, because mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to like in the next you try it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I love how the money is not the focal point as far as like, I'm going to do this because the client requests. Right, right. That's very and important. And there's plenty of other creators um, who will do that content. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy to let them have, you know, have that business. <laughs> <laughs> For real. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Um, just actually before you came, I was listening to a chat. Unfortunately, this guy um, had a really bad experience with a femdom. Mm. And let's talk about this because you also talk about it in your book. You know how sometimes you'll have the clients that stay for a lifetime mm-hmm. or stay for a season. And you, t- you know, you get ghosted. Right. But, you know, also you made it a point, I think, to the sex workers that, you know, it's not an act of manipulation. Right. You know, and I think, again, there's a lot of that going on where a lot of femdoms mm-hmm. are taking advantage of pay pigs. And gotcha. this man in par- mm-hmm. um, particular, um, he did a session and was completely manipulated thousands of dollars. And this woman came across as being professional, uh. an owner of a dungeon, mm-hmm. and yet completely filmed him sent this out without consent oh no and just totally took advantage of this poor soul wow. so now it's like you know he reached out to us for help mm-hmm. but it's you know it could be traumatizing absolutely and and it's like taking a fun dynamic mm-hmm. you know like that's his fetish and he enjoys that but also like almost ruining it so for everybody like creating trauma yeah so how do you overcome that with clients that may you know be weary about, you know, receiving lingerie or even just any type of service, you know, that you may provide or for, you know, the lonely, you know, newbie sex workers Mm -hmm. who, you know, might be nervous to have their first, you know, transaction. I think, you know, making sure you have as much information as possible. And that's why I wrote the book, too, Mm -hmm. is I wanted to empower women to, you know, be self-sufficient and also to not be complacent. If you're miserable in life, there's ways to you know, make an income online, you can do, you know, there's just so much to do. But uh, yeah, I think creating that relationship with your client is important and building that trust. I know for me, um, I vary uh, one-on-one with, even on OnlyFans, Mm -hmm. you know, with my fans there, like I run my page myself. I think it's the same thing when you're selling those goods is really finding out what is this going to satisfy for them. You know, what is it that's missing or they're seeking so that you can really tap into that? I love that. Because everybody's buying those panties for a little bit different reason. Mm -hmm. They might in general, the big umbrella. (laughs) 
And man, there is a big umbrella, y'all. But it's like, you know, like the guy who has a disabled wife, you mm-hmm. know, versus there might be a guy who lost his virginity to the, his best friend's mom, you know, or something like that. And there's a reason they want this connection. Let's talk about this one quote that you did. I think the men who order panties are not the one night stand types. Mm. They are sensual and romantic. The bottom line, ladies, men love the smell of pussy, so be proud. (laughs) I mean, there's more, but it's like, okay, first of all, let's talk about this because a lot of women get very uncomfortable about their own scent. Right. So how did you, like, did you ever have a phobia of your own scent? Like, how did you? Nah, I always tasted good. (laughs) (laughs) I've never had any complaints. Say, you know, honey, I'll provide the dessert. Like, I taste test the dessert before I serve. You know, I you know. got to. I was like, I like my own taste, so <laughs> why and wouldn't somebody else? <laughs> in fact, you said, what was it? The candy corn. I've been told I've been tasting the kettle corn. <laughs> I was dying. I was like, wait a second, let me read that back. She said, kettle corn, somebody compared it to kettle corn. Well, Lainey asked me one day, you know, because she. We would have conversations on the phone, yeah. and and she really was an inspiration to me to kind of help me like break it down into chapters. Like I had all this information, mm-hmm. and so she kind of helped me organize it. And she said, "What do you think I, you taste like?" And I said, "Well, I'm kind of sweet, and I'm a little salty. I'd say it's like kettle corn." <laughs> <laughs> she said, "You've got to put that in the book." Listen, you know, Erica Badu, she has her incense called Badu Pussy. Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow has her little pussy candle. Oh. I think you might need to get into this market. I might. I might need to figure out how to capture it. (laughs) Right? I've thought about it myself. Like, I'll never forget. One guy (laughs) went down on me. And I love, like, you know, when people just, anybody, I love making out with you after you go down. I'm like, let me taste the product. Let me taste what you're craving down there. And he said, I taste like strawberry milk. I'm like, is that woohoo or what they call that? Strawberry yeah, milk like Yahoo or something yeah, like Yahoo. I don't taste the Yahoo, but you know what? Hey, <laughs> go ahead, pheromones. You know, do your magic. <laughs> but then I've also like I asked my man, and I get so angry. I get so angry at suit and tie. That's what I call him. Um, when I say like, what do I taste? And he's like, pussy. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, uh-uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> All pussy does not just taste like pussy. No, it doesn't, and I've had a lot of girl pussy yeah. <laughs> in my swing lifestyle. What, what's your favorite type of girl pussy, if you had to pick? If I had to pick, somebody like mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet your sister, like, nothing tastes better than mine. That's right. <laughs> Do you ever just, like, sometimes if you're with a client, if you're doing, like, phone calls or mm-hmm. even, you know, during this act of sex, do you just randomly just... Mm, oh, all the time. Mm. All the time, Cause especially if I'm... Uh, doing phone sex, you yeah. know, Sex Panther or something. Oh, yes. In fact, my husband cracks up because if he's home and I take a call, like, I'm really rubbing myself <laughs> as I'm talking to them. And he's like, you're so funny. Even when no one's at home yeah. and I'm taking calls, I'm like, I'm really doing it. <laughs> I'm going to cut. Oh, listen. I got to get into it. You, you know? got to. You got to. But you know what's funny? And I'm going to shout out a mutual friend of ours, Christy Canyon. Oh, I love him. Um, when I used to produce, not just her, but also Ginger Lynn, separately and together, oh man, the stories we could tell y'all when oh. we would fuck around with the phone sex. It, you know, these guys are calling in at right. all various hours, especially on her show. And there were times 
<laughs> we would just, you know, have to fake it. Fake it till you make it, right? So it would be during lunch hour. Oh, how funny. Christy might eat a whole bunch of sushi. She's like, mm, Sapphire's pussy just tastes a little fishy today with the scent of ginger. <laughs> And a little seaweed, if you will. And some guys are like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. And I'm like, I turn around and I'm maybe eating like a falafel or a salad. I'm like, oh, it's real leafy today. Oh, that's You know, it's funny. just, you know, it tastes like a little bit of Caesar salad. <laughs> and they would go crazy. That is hilarious. Just sometimes, you know, it's, right. it's like either it's there or it's not. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love when you can get into it. Yes. I think people forget that, you know, phone sex is not just theater of the mind, but it's like sometimes you want to be penetrated up in the brain. Correct. And not just down there. Correct. Get creative. And I, I believe in authenticity so much, mm-hmm. you know, and my my uh, clients or fans or whatever will ask, like, do you really get turned on? Like, yeah, I actually do. Yes. If you don't like what you're doing, why are you doing it? I like what I'm doing. What's the like thing that really turns you on when you're connecting with your clients? Um, you know, if it's phone mm-hmm. sex, I I just love to hear them. You know, when they moan and I know what they're doing, and you know that that climax. Yes. Like, th- to me, that's like a form of control. Like, I just controlled that. Right. I controlled this whole situation. I did that. <laughs> I made you come like a firework. Do you like the, like, the grunters? Like the, or do you like the, the dramatic? Not the dramatic, no. Because then I'm like, oh, God. Okay, don't laugh. Right. Do you ever, like, catch yourself laughing sometimes? I try not to. Good. You know, because I really honor their time. And right. And I, you know appreciate them and I want them to be themselves and yes. if that's themselves go for it what's been the wildest re- like let's let's just flip through the Rolodex of time because okay. I know like again you've expressed a lot in this book <laughs> I'm trying not to say too much from this book because I really want y'all to check this out again it is called granny panties how I made a fortune selling my worn undies y'all can't get better than this <laughs> I told people about it. I'm like, I'm really about to dive into some panties. Even trying to look up, like, the origins of panty selling. There's a lot to debate about, you know. There is that history in Japan where Mm -hmm. they do have, you know, the vending machines. Yes. And they have the the services. But Mm -hmm. now, even horror films, y'all, are taking it to the next level. I'll tell you in a second. And then, uh, but I do want to know your, like, strangest panty requests. Strangest panty request. Or any type of service request. So, you know, it they all they all don't feel that strange after a while. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, but in the beginning, um, there were fetishes that I I didn't know anything about. Really? So, um here for instance, I had a guy who was um a submissive cuck and he wanted always wanted my me to wear my panties and then, you know, fuck my husband he wanted the whole cum load in him and that kind of thing and then he how how does one trap that because you know you send it in the mail it's no longer gooey right i mean it dries right i i was vacuum packing those early on Mm -hmm. now i just i just put them in a ziploc Mm -hmm. but uh, he wanted this whole giant test series i didn't even know what giant test was i had to like look it up and so he like sent me this little miniature Barbie uh-huh. and I did this whole video um, series. And then each video had I wore a certain pair of panties 
you know, with the, the mini Barbie stuffed up in me. <laughs> and then the very last. My, my jaw, y'all, is just dropped. The very last uh, video in the series mm-hmm. is when I go to the bathroom and force her out and flush her down the toilet. <laughs> Well, that's a way so to party. So that was a wild request, and that was really <laughs> early on, and I'm just like, but I enjoyed the journey yeah. of learning. I would be Googling, you know, giantess, and, and where does that come from, and why do they like this fetish, right. and that kind of thing. See, I like that, because sex is very interesting, ever so evolving. I feel like nowadays, it's like, if you got to think it, it's been done. It's a kink. Yeah. You you potted with Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> I tried to make a joke, y'all. You know, there we go. <laughs> but, like, it, it's crazy how literally anything. Like, I mm-hmm. get off to horror films. I have a whole, like, sub-series of this show called Horny for Horror. So, I love horror. It's to the point where I'll tell my man, like, listen, you do your little nerd shit, but when you come home or you come <laughs> back upstairs, I'm beyond you. I mean, I'm on him regardless, but like all my partners know like how much blood, gore, I don't care if it's just like the raunchiest, like goriest, bloodiest scene, I will be wetter than this. Like, yes. You probably love Ivan with Alterotic. You probably like his material. Um, Need to check that out. Oh, really? You don't know who Ivan is? No. He owns Alterotic Studios. And he's based in L.A. and Vegas. He goes back and forth. I I'm had him on my podcast. I'll hook you up. Please. Because he does do. amazing full porn that's horror. And, like, he sets up these huge studios. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I got to get in touch with him. Yes. Because um, I used to do some, like, sub-consulting with Joanna Angel when she was still with Birdie Angel. Mm-hmm. And when she did the Walking Dead series and then these other ones, she was, like, noticing, like, you really get off to this dead shit, don't you? And I'm like, you have no idea. Let's get fucked up. <laughs> like, let's, you know, make it all raunchy. Then one of my favorite film series now is um, this movie called X, which is behind you on the posters. Oh, and the sub uh, story, the oh, prequel, it is very, very sexy. sexy. But it's one fucked up horror film series. <laughs> like, yes, the girl is riding a scarecrow, but then also the old her in X completely like there's one just torturous scene where this old like lady is like 90 years old beheads this guy but the way she was beheading him and like getting on top of him she was getting sexually aroused killing him oh and i was in the theaters like is anybody else getting hot in here i need a cigarette i need some weed something (laughs) like it's just hot but it is amazing how when you tap into these fetishes Mm -hmm. you just never know where it's going to lead you right have you, like, picked up any new fetishes for yourself? Oh, my. Um, not really. I mean, one, I guess one fetish mm-hmm. that I resisted early on was the whole stepmom thing. You know, the whole Let's um, get into that. taboo. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I, there was a turning point where I was like, A, I'm missing out on a huge amount of income. Huge. And... You know, then I, you know, I kind of researched it and Mm -hmm. everything. And then I flipped and got into it. And I really enjoy that fetish now. Really? Because the kind of person that likes that stepmom fetish, they have a history. Mm -hmm. And they'll usually tell you because I'll, I'll be like, why do you like it? And this kind of thing. And many, many times 
they were teenagers that either saw their friend's mom or, you know, maybe it was their stepmom or but an older female, Mm -hmm. you know. And so stepping into that role. And recently I had a guy where I actually recreated his first um, encounter. Oh, wow. Yeah. With the neighbor. Yeah. So like his friend's mom. Okay. Yeah, and so that was fun. That is... I enjoyed it. It's crazy how there's, like, a little bit of a resurgence. Like I said earlier, you know, cuckolding is now becoming this big thing, but also in porn, the step thing Mm -hmm. is, like, I mean, everywhere. And some, you know, I've been subtweeted on Twitter because I've posted, like, a promo for a scene, Mm -hmm. you know, for a stepmom scene, and I've been subtweeted by some pretty big creators that were like, I don't understand this, this, uh incestuous da, 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 da. and I'm just like I looked at my husband I go I think she just subtweeted me he goes yeah I don't know what a subtweet is but I know she's <laughs> talking about you I said okay <laughs> but it's like yeah I I feel I sometimes yeah, yeah I get it I get it yeah it's like you know porn is taboo as it is and excuse me a lot of the porn that I edit for evil angel like I'm a quality control artist and um that means I I basically sample the merch and make sure the merch is good for y'all. And um, a lot of it, especially in their line through Rocco Sofredi, he has so many step lines now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's my fucked up step family. There's yeah. Leah's step family. <laughs> yeah. And at one point, there was one scene I was editing of his, and I was like, y'all, I don't know about this, because she was looking at her grandfather's statue uh, and then fuck the statue. Oh. And I'm like, wait a second, y'all. This is supposed to be a step thing. The grand... Mm, how yeah. do we get this the step right. thing? Right. You know, we have to make sure in porn, like, you say step. Oh, absolutely. And on any of the sites you're on mm-hmm. as well, or at least the sites I'm on. Um, but yeah, this the whole stepson thing. I mean, I have a good time with it. My, co- you know, the other creators, the younger males that I work with. I mean, we really get into it and we ha- we really have fun with it. That's good. That's and good. so I hope that comes across on the screen. So, yeah, I mean, again, reading, you know, how you were talking about, you know, so openly, you know, stepping in with your family. Yes. And, you know, a lot of the times, a lot of adult performers and sex workers don't even bring in the element of their own family and their own experiences. And the fact that you got so vulnerable at the end of this book, you know, talking about, you know, come, like being found out. Yes. And that can be very hard. It was hard. It was hard because uh, it ended up that my one of my boys disowned mm-hmm. us. And so I haven't actually seen my grandkids or them since 2021. Jesus. And I grieved it. You know, I talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I grieved it like a death. But then I also am at peace with it. And it, I respect him for he's standing um, strong in his whatever he believes mm-hmm. is wrong and right or whatever. And I mean, that's how that's what I taught my kids. If you believe strongly about something, you know, be convictious about it. Right. You know, stand stand with your spouse or whatever. And so I can't I can't fault him for that. But the, again, I just applaud you for sharing that. Because it's such a vulnerable thing, you know, to talk about family in this industry. And as I talk about it more and talk to more performers, mm-hmm. it's very common. Mm-hmm. Very common. Um, I, I mean, two people on a show that I was at last night, were, one was like, I haven't talked to my family in eight years. You know, they, they yeah. disowned me. 
I think families who you choose to be around as well, too. That's why chosen families are good to have. Yes. Honestly. And to have a support system, especially in this industry. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think, you know, normal nine to fivers get it. You they know, don't. the civilians out there, they don't get it. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I love when I'm able to bring folks like yourself onto the show to talk about that. Thank you. Because at the end of the day, you're you're a normal human being. Yes. That's the thing. It, it is a job. Mm-hmm. Do I enjoy it? Absolutely. I wouldn't do it if not. Right. I wouldn't have quit my social work job that I was burned out on. <laughs> so, but it, it, it is a job. Yeah. You know, it's like um, my, I call them civilian girlfriends. <laughs> They're just like, oh, you're just traveling all over the U.S. fucking people. And I said, yeah, but that's a job. You know, are some of them cute and I have a crush on them? Yeah, fangirl. But <laughs> but really, it's very contractual. And yeah. I, they, they are shocked at that when they find out how much work it really is. Yes. Oh, my. Oh, my God. I could, like, kiss you right now just in, like, <laughs> I, I'm, like, just, fuck. Say something wrong to me at this point. <laughs> because, no, it, it's so true. It's so true because even, like, my vanilla friends, you know, when I came out being polyamorous and, you know, the porn thing was one thing, but then now me getting so comfortable in the lifestyle and going freely to sex parties and talking about it, like, I lost a lot of friends because of it. Yeah. But it's like, at the same time, we're not doing anything to harm society, and yet the way society views sex, mm-hmm. even views this type of service, it's like, no, there are worse things in the world right now, literally right now, Yes, that is far worse than you providing services to people who are deprived of intimacy. Correct. Yeah, you're right. And I've had I've had girlfriends, mm-hmm. you know, they've never said anything, but they're very, you know, they don't text, they don't call anymore, mm-hmm. or, you know, on my on my private or my you know, personal Facebook, you know, I'll comment and there's it's crickets. Right. And it's like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you do you, I'll do me and it's sometimes better that way. Like, <laughs> hey, that's one less person I need to contact during the holidays or during your birthday. Yeah. Like, oh, was your birthday yesterday? Sorry, I haven't heard from you. My bad. Yeah. That kind of thing. But I love that because, again, it's folks like yourself in this industry. And I say folks because, listen, there's a array and plethora of people. But you as a female, a strong female, to go from an industry that does experience a lot of burnout. Okay. Yeah. And as I said before, even in the adult industry. There's a lot of folks that this industry breaks. Yes. Okay. People burn out. There's no real union, you know, to provide good health service. Right. So the fact that you are able to kind of separate that, and especially from the work that you are coming from, I mean, you're a badass motherfucker. <laughs> like, I can't imagine. My social work career, though, really um, was such an asset to this business, mm-hmm. you know, um, just talking to people, the all the techniques I use to, you know, draw people out as my patients. I use those same techniques and, you know, motivational interviewing with my fans that subscribe that. to me and I get to know them. And, yeah, it's been good. I absolutely adore that. <laughs> so what can we see next of Ruby Lynn? Like, what, what's... What are we aspiring for the next year or even just 10 years to come? So one of the things that I really want to do is get into coaching women 
Nice. Uh, you know, I sought out a social media and an OnlyFans coach mm-hmm. when I start. So I think that was fall of uh, 2021. Yeah. Um, when I wanted to get into OnlyFans, I started an OnlyFans. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just, you know, charging 10 bucks a month and giving away full scenes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was no good. I didn't make any money at that. And I thought, I'm going to seek out, I'm going to look at women who are in the top 0.01% they know what they're doing mm-hmm. and so i did and i um made contact with someone and hired them as my mentor and coach and that was huge like and that. so i that's what i want to do is empower women to to be you know have autonomy and be their own boss if that's what they desire and how to build it again say something <laughs> incorrect on this show tonight <laughs> But no, seriously, I I feel like there needs to be more women like yourself in this industry. There really does. Thank you. You know, it's just, without getting too, like, damper, because this is just amazing that I'm having you talk about this. But again, it's like, we have witnessed a lot of mental health issues Mm -hmm. and a lot of death surrounding these young women Mm -hmm. in the industry that literally had nothing Right. No resources. And I feel like, yes, if you want to get into this business, you know, one, you got to know the ups and the downs. And I love, again, how you express that, not just once in your book, but over and over. Yeah. It was like, yes, we're having all this fun, but I have to warn you, like, this also comes with it. Yes. You don't hear that a lot. And for every thing you know that doesn't work out it Mm -hmm. just gets you closer to that thing that is going to work out exactly so you have to look at it that way too is you know if you if you're down a path and you just hit a wall that wasn't the right path Mm -hmm. so back up let's put it in reverse and try a different path and i love that that's what you got to do yeah you always have to rebrand yourself you know when i ask people like where do they see themselves in the next 10 years and they're like oh i'm like no think about it yeah. You got to get ahead of the game. Right. You know, again, I've been doing this for years before podcasts were cool. Now podcasts are getting cool. But I the only thing that sets me aside is I don't do camera. I don't like being on camera. Gotcha. I got into radio to be heard, not seen. Gotcha. And it's amazing how people like get more loose mm-hmm. when they're not being filmed because, you know, you have to look a certain way and yeah. do this. And you have to put on the air. So I'm like, no, no, no. Fuck that. <laughs> Let's get raw. Like, you just be your fucking self. It's okay. Yeah. So I love that you're making it okay for people to be like, hey, maybe I can get into this. Mm-hmm. But I'm also going to think about the other side of it, right. too. Right. Right. And that's not what we get all the time in this industry. Yeah. I mean, it, you hear it all the time. Once you get into adult work and you put yourself on the internet, Someone's going to find out. Exactly. And and I, we knew that. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, we were about ready to tell our family. We we're kind of waiting to, you know, when all, everybody was around, maybe around the holidays, not on Christmas morning. Mm-hmm. My God. But <laughs> <laughs> That's one hell of a Christmas Merry gift. Merry Christmas. Your parents are doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> Come out of the fucking cake or something. <laughs> but, you know, we just, um, somebody else made that choice for us before we did. And, and it's worked out okay. I yeah. Mean, we knew it was coming. It happened. It's a matter of time. Yeah, I feel it. And I love how you made the point that, you know, I think it was the CEO of where you were working before said you can always come back. But you said, I don't want to go back. Right. And recently they did this big 10 year anniversary uh, get together for like ex-employees. And 
I, when I started with that company, I was the first case manager in like this specific area Mm -hmm. and you know, yada, yada, yada. So they wanted me to come and I thought about it and the chances that someone that I used to work with knowing what I do are probably pretty good, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to have this conversation with these people and, and they don't need to hear it from me. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just kind of almost like, I don't want to, I don't have any ax to grind or anything to prove they were, you know, that company was really good to me. So I'm like, no, I can't come. (laughs) No, honestly, it's like, I'm I'm busy. Yeah. You got to protect yourself. Yeah. Protect yourself, protect your mental. But also it's like, I've been there. I've done that. I've moved on. And I, you know, I have this brain that's like, you never know what if Mm -hmm. the entire bottom falls out of my adult career or something happens and I want to go back to being a case manager social you know doing social work i don't want to burn that bridge either it just yeah. there's no there's no reason to go prove that point so absolutely yeah. love that I and like, i really resonated with that because i all of my coworkers, you know i work for i heart for christ's sake <laughs> and i had no shame putting like yes i worked for this porn company and that yeah. porn company and it was funny um on one of the stations i interviewed for they were like you're like the fifth person from the same company. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but they're like, but you, you're so free with it. And I'm like, you're going to find out any either way. It's like, I could lie on my resume or you will find it later and I'll put myself in jeopardy. I, I was right. not taught to live in the shadows. Right. You right, know? Right. And I am very, I mean, if someone's sitting next to me on the plane, they're like, why are you going to Vegas or why are you going to Miami? I'm like, oh, for work. You know, I say that. Right. What kind of work do you do? I just look at them and go, I do porn. And so I'm very proud of it. But yeah, in that one situation, I was like, eh, I don't really have, I don't have an axe to grinder. I don't need that shock factor. But yeah. <laughs> with everything else, I love it. <laughs> yes. And it's funny when you hear, like, getting people's reactions. Right? Oh, it's I like, love it. What? I'm all about the shock. I could be yes. a shock jock, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, no, you can. I think you can. Listen, if you ever need some help with it, listen, I'm here for it because. Howard we need Stern, more. watch out. No, <laughs> no for real. Stern. Mm-mm. We coming for you. <laughs> but seriously, there needs to be that. And I that again, I, I'm with you. I love people's reactions or, you know, they're like, oh, but you're so nice. I'm like, there's not nice people in porn. Right. Like, yes, I'm not fucking on camera, but I'm watching people fucking. It's great. I, th- you watch it. I help supply it. <laughs> I interview these people. But it just it's so funny when you get people's reactions. But I love how you just kind of just normalize this industry because it is at the end of the day. It's work. Yeah, it's not entirely you. You know, you do right. have your regular life and then you have. Life is Ruby Lynn, and I love that. And what's funny, though, is there's really not much difference. Mm-hmm. You know, my personality in, you know, the adult world is my personality in my real, you know, in love who it. I am day to day. Yeah. Um, I'm just a sassy, redheaded grandma <laughs> who doesn't take no for an answer. And, you know, I just, I'm very driven. So here do you I ever am. Do you ever get caught, like... <laughs> Uh, my partners always are like, is this Sapphire talking or Megan Sapphire? Or is this Megan talking? I'm like, both? Both maybe? I don't know. They'll notice it right off bat. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always Ruby. Mm-hmm. I live Ruby. I am Ruby. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, Ruby, where can people get in touch with you? You know, where can they stay connected? All that. 
So I make it pretty easy. You can go to Ruby Lynn Links. That's R-U-B-Y-L-Y-N-N-E Links.com. There's everything Ruby there. My fan site. There's a link to buy the book. Uh, everything. All my social media of what I have left. <laughs> Instagram. Get your shit together. All right. Where are Two you doing accounts nothing? I've lost in the last <sighs> month. So you're fucking ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, since I've been uh, not on your ears, I am not on Instagram actively right now. Don't know when I'm coming back, but it's still up. For now, for now, but um, yeah, no. I seriously. even had two Reddit accounts uh, banned recently. I'm talking Reddit, and not I not Reddit, and I don't post any nudity on uh, that's not behind a paywall. So right. you'll never see me nude on Twitter. I've never posted a nude on Reddit, and I got two accounts banned. It's I even the hired. <laughs> I even hired a Reddit specialist out of Nashville, and and he, still, yeah, and still. This Crazy. is going to have to be another episode because I'm just <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on with the internet? Like, I'm sorry, but the sex industry built the internet. Whole different story, y'all. But Somebody needs to build <sighs> a true social media app that is sex worker friendly. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's even possible because probably you couldn't get it on Apple and Android, but I don't know. Like I said, I mean, somewhere. there is the, the sex positive app where you can talk. Mm-hmm. Those shows on called the Moan app. Um, where you guys can get in touch with Ruby, I'm putting it absolutely in the description of this episode. Thank Make you. sure you support, buy the book. Let's get Ruby Lynn to the Avians because I really want to see you Thank like you. win something. Thank you. Yes. I, I have been nominated for so many awards, and I always say I'm the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> we got to make her the bride, y'all. Come I on now. Be the bride. Let her be the bride. <laughs> if there's a voting opportunity, vote your ass off. Okay, Thank shit. You. Do it. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, you guys can find me at MsRadioSapphire.com. Yes, there's still Sapphire's earplay in Ms. Radio Sapphire, MS. R-A-D-I-O-S-A-P-P-H-I-R-E on Instagram. But again, I'm not active. I'll answer the DMs, though, as long as it's respectful. And coming up, there's going to be more earplay specials. I'm only going to reduce it down to two a month, including more suit and tie conversations that y'all been asking for. So stay tuned in November because we're just getting started. As always, remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. Till next time, good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.